In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. The woods are lovely, dark, and deep, but I have promises to keep, and miles to go before I sleep, and miles to go before I sleep. These are the last lines of Stopping by Woods on a Snowy Evening by Robert Frost, which I know by heart, not just because I'm from New England, but because it's a favorite winter book of the kids and mine. This poem itself, if I read you the whole thing, along with the illustrations, it makes you actually feel the calm and the peace of winter, as all good art does. Today, I want to invite you to feel the calm and the quiet and the peace of winter because it's deeply connected to the Christmas arrival of the Prince of Peace, our Lord, to this world. And it takes effort and intention to disconnect and prayerfully reflect in our very noisy holiday season, but if you can, it will bring priceless gifts of Christmas. So, if you will, let's pretend that St. Hagop is a big snow globe. We'll shake that up right now and watch the slow, quiet snowfall. If you're originally from up north, which is essentially everyone over 25 years old in this <laughs> parish, the kids are gone now, or if you're visiting from up north, which is the other half of the church today, and you're wearing shorts and t-shirts, you can feel in your bones the connection between winter snow and Christmas, even if you've never tried to put it into words. Unlike a noisy Florida thunderstorm or a hurricane, which announces itself boldly, snow comes softly and unassuming and it surprises us the next morning with dazzling beauty. And it's no coincidence that that's exactly how Jesus came to the world. The Son of God, being the Son of God, could have taken the world by storm with the power of a hurricane, but instead he came quietly like the winter snow falling softly in the night. And what beauty there will be when we wake up from our slumber to the new dawn. Our church calendar and scriptures know of this hidden blessing of quiet and rest at this time of year, so let's work a little bit to uncover it. And to do so, especially in Florida, you have to use your imagination. First, I'm sweating and it's 75 degrees out, but that's not the main problem. The main problem is something inside us wants to fill up all of the rest and the quiet in the dark with noise and busyness and flash. And I've vented to you before about my neighbors. As we read Robert Frost's poem at bedtime to the kids, there was no quiet or dark because, and this is true, our Christmas jingles and bright lights from the neighbors was actually coming through our walls. What is it that makes us feel every quiet place with noise, every dark night with LED lights, and every free hour with toil. And how, how do we not see the irony of blaring 
Silent Night from a 20-foot inflatable snowman. <laughs> Silent Night, Holy Night. Now, before I judge my neighbor, who is a good man, I have to be honest with my own ways of spoiling the silent dark piece of Advent and Christmas, and I suspect you might do this too. Many of us work too much in this season, and we don't have sometimes a choice. But that leaves no time for a silent holy night to greet our Savior. Many of us scroll and click so much on our phones and screens that we leave not a moment for reflection, to pray, and to give thanks. But there's a different, better way, and it is outlined by our church calendar and our scriptures and the Christmas example of the Son of Man. And if we meditate and practice this way of peace and rest, we will become more peaceful and more restful. First, how does our sacred calendar guide us? The great feasts of our church, and you know this, Christmas and Easter, they're always preceded by long periods of fasting, abstinence, apasharutun, and rest. And so it urges us to fast, not just food, but reduced consumption, quiet, silence, less of us, more of God. And our church calendar mirrors the first calendar, the sacred calendar of nature which God created. Because as Advent finishes now and the year ends, what happens? The days get shorter and the nights get longer and creation itself is urging us slow down, pull back on your ambitions and your anxieties, let go and let God lead you into his new year. And this periodic rest in peace, yearly, weekly, daily it's supposed to be, you know this, it's called Sabbath. And we've reduced Sabbath to some kind of conversation about whether you should take Saturday or Sunday off, but we forget that keeping Sabbath is a real serious thing. And it acknowledges God as the owner of our time and we are renters of that time. And so not giving back to God the time we borrow for him is no spiritual misdemeanor, it's more like a felony. And that's why it's a commandment that's as important as the others. Don't kill, don't steal, don't lie. Our culture has somehow lost the sense of Sabbath rest though and I think it's no coincidence at all that the longer hours we work, the longer we stay connected to screens and stimulus, the higher the rates of attention deficit, of course, in kids, the higher rates of anxiety and isolation and despair in adults. Because rest helps us be at peace with ourselves, which helps us be at peace with those around us, which helps us be at peace with God, who himself rested being God and commands us to rest so that we will live our lives as he designed. And finally, it's not just the calendar and it's not just the scriptures that urge us to find silence and stillness and rest at this time of year. It's the Christmas arrival of, of Christ himself. Jesus did indeed come humbly and quietly. He was a son of a peasant girl. He was born in a stable. He was welcomed by shepherds. And the world expected something very different. But the prophet Isaiah did not. 700 years before his birth, and we'll read this next week, Isaiah wrote that the powerful king and savior of the world would paradoxically not shout or cry out, nor so much as damage, bend a damaged reed or extinguish a flickering flame. Instead, he came gently, 
probably to draw us to himself and reconcile with God. He came quietly so we'd find our own words to sing his praise. He was born low so that all people and all things could be raised up in him. And so then, let's turn down those lights and turn down that noise long enough to appreciate the silent, peaceful snowfall of this season, if not outside, then in our hearts. And let's unplug from our toil and ambition our screens and notifications so that in the peaceful calm of this season as designed, we'll hear that still small voice of God and welcome the Prince of Peace, our Savior, who is the first and greatest, the only gift of the Christmas season, now and always, and unto the ages of ages. Amen.